1. The Agreement. Scene 1. A Street in Venice. I don't know why I'm so sad. My sadness makes me tired. And you say that it makes you tired, too. I don't understand what's causing it. It makes me feel so stupid that I don't recognize myself. Your mind is on the ocean. There your ships sail like kings past other merchant boats, flying across the water with their wind-filled sails. Believe me, sir, if I had ships on such an adventure, all my thoughts would be with them, too. I'd be picking grass to test the wind and studying maps for ports and roads and every doubt and fear would make me sad, just like you. Every time I blew on my soup, I'd worry about the harm that a wind could do at sea. I couldn't look at dust on a table without thinking of my ship hitting sand in shallow water. Every time I saw a stone church, I'd think of dangerous rocks damaging my gentle ship and filling the sea with everything that she carries. One minute you're rich, the next you have nothing. I'm not surprised that you're nervous when you think about it. Believe me, that's not true. My fortune isn't all on one ship traveling to one place. One unlucky year in business can't destroy me, so I'm not worried about that. So you must be in love? Of course not. Not in love either? Nature has made some strange people. Some are born to laugh at everything, but others can never smile at all. <laughs> Here comes Bassanio, your great friend, with Graciano and Lorenzo. Uh, goodbye. We'll leave you now in better company. I'd stay with you to amuse you, but better friends than I am. Now make that unnecessary. You're my very dear friends. I hope you're only leaving because you have other, more important business. Good morning, my lords. Sirs, when can we enjoy your company? Why are you being so unfriendly? We'll meet some other time. Bassanio. As you've found Antonio, we'll leave you. But don't forget where we're meeting for dinner. I'll be there. You don't look well, Antonio. You think about the world too seriously. The world is just the world, Graciano. A stage where every man must play his part. And mine's a sad one. Let me play the fool. Let old age come with fun and happiness. Let my heart grow hot with wine, not cold with sadness. Why should a warm-blooded man sit like a grandfather made of stone? Why should he sleep when he's awake? Why should he sink into bad-tempered old age? I love you, Antonio, and it's my love that speaks. There are some men whose faces are like silent pools. They say nothing, believing that other men will think them wise. But I'm sure that if they spoke, they'd show themselves as fools. I'll tell you more of this another time. But if you want me to stop giving you my foolish opinions, 
You have to stop looking so sad. Come, good Lorenzo. Goodbye for now. I'll finish your lessons in happiness after dinner. Well, we'll leave you until dinner time. I must be one of these silent, wise men, because Graciano never lets me speak. <laughs> <laughs> You'll soon make a talker of me. That's welcome news. Silence is only good in the dried tongue of a cow or in a young woman with no hope of marriage. <laughs> what was all that about? Graciano speaks a lot about nothing, more than any man in Venice. His reasons are like two small seeds hidden in a pile of rubbish. You can look for them all day, but when you find them, you realize that the search was a waste of time. Well, tell me now, who's the lady that you're planning to visit in secret? You promised to tell me about her today. <clears throat> um, you must know, Antonio, that my lifestyle costs more than I can afford. In my young life, I've been careless. And I'm a prisoner of my debts. To you, Antonio, I owe the most in money and in love. So I have a duty to share with you my plans to clear my debts. Good Bassanio, tell me, if the plans are as good as the man who makes them, I'll help you as much as I can. In my school days, if I threw a ball and lost it, I'd throw another in the same direction. When I did that, I often found both balls next to each other. I'm telling you this story because my situation now is very similar. I owe you a lot. But like a selfish child, I've lost everything that I owe. Please, throw another ball in the same direction as the first. If you do, I have no doubt that I'll be able to repay all my debts. You know me well but spend too much time on these unimportant details. I'd prefer you to waste all my money than offend me with your doubts. Tell me what you want, and it will be done. I'm ready, so speak. In Belmont, there's a lady who's been left a great fortune. She's beautiful, and more important, a woman of wonderful character. Sometimes I receive lovely, wordless messages from her eyes. Her name's Portia, and she's famous all around the world. From many countries, lords and princes come to ask her to marry them. Oh, Antonio, if I had the money that they have, I'd be successful without a doubt. <laughs> you know that all my fortune is at sea. I have no money at this moment and nothing to sell. But see what my good name can bring you in Venice. Borrow as much as you can. It will pay for your journey to Belmont to lovely Portia. <laughs>